0: You are listening to an HD Smartcast Original. Hey there, fashion lovers. So after listening to the previous episode, have you taken a moment to reflect on the impact of your fashion choices on the environment? What? Not yet? Well, in today's episode, I'll give you more reasons to do that. Today, we're going to be diving even deeper into the world of circular fashion. What exactly is a circular mindset in fashion, and how can we embrace it to make a positive impact? Come on, hashtag get ready with me to dive in. Welcome to a circular revolution presented by Indian Youth Climate Network a podcast that explores the innovative world of circular economy startups this podcast is supported by European Union Resource Efficiency Initiative and UNICEF India i'm your host Ankita Bhava in candid conversations with inspiring founders who are changing the game and making our future more sustainable so buckle up and get ready to join the loop as we dive deep into the world of circular economy In today's episode, we have with us Garvit Sehadev, the visionary founder of Infinite X, a company that is revolutionizing the fashion industry by building a closed-loop system to make sustainable fashion accessible and affordable for all. With his deep passion for sustainability and circularity, Garvit has created a company that is leading the charge toward a more responsible and eco-friendly fashion industry. Hi Garvit, how are you?
1: Hi Ankita, thank you for the kind introduction.
0: I'm so excited to chat about circularity in fashion. And honestly, it's my favorite industry to talk about when it comes to circular economy. Uh, but before we dive into the nitty gritty of it, I want to make sure that we all are on the same page about some key terms. Uh, I think yeah. people tend to get confused about different terms like fast fashion, sustainable fashion, and circular fashion. I know I did too. <laughs> so in your words, yes. Karvit, uh, can you break down the difference between between these terms for us, and maybe share a personal experience that made you realize the importance of sustainable and circular fashion in the industry.
1: Uh, thank you for asking this question, Ankita. I think in the present context, uh, this question is very important, not just for customers, uh, but for the complete textile or fashion value chain. Uh, so, like before, we you know discuss these three terms. Let us first see what is a textile value chain, right? So, uh, I'm wearing a T-shirt, right? For example, so this T-shirt is made of cotton. So this cotton is grown somewhere and this cotton is then converted into fabric, uh, then you know, garment, the T-shirt, and then it is sold to me by different brands. And then uh, when I'm wearing this T-shirt after a few years, I'll either donate it or, you know, recycle it or do something else with it. Right. So this is the general uh, value chain or, you know, supply chain in the fashion. But now what happens is if I'm not using this T-shirt for long and if I'm buying you know quickly so for example i'm wearing this t-shirt just for two three or you know four times right so i'll in a year i'll buy say for example 15 to 20 t-shirts then these 15 to 20 t-shirts has to be manufactured by the you know complete supply chain right so more cotton has to be grown in the farms more factories need to be there you know processing these fabrics and you know making garments and then more you know logistics etc etc so this is basically the fast value chain fast fashion right when the quantity of purchase increases a lot right and brands and retailers due to their profit margins you know pushes customer to buy more then it is called a fast fashion right? hmm, okay. uh, now coming to sustainable fashion So this complete value chain has its own footprint, right, in terms of social footprint, you know, environmental footprint, right, and economic footprint also. So when this complete value chain is not, you know, good for the environment, so for example, we are not, we are treating the fabrics with those synthetic dyes and, you know, those dyes or chemicals are being released to rivers, right, polluting the water and affecting the marine life, right. So that is a negative impact of this value chain on the environment. Uh, Another is like we are using a lot of water in washing these fabrics, you know, while processing them. So there is one data point that 700 liters goes into processing for a single T-shirt. right? So this is again a negative data point. Mm. And we often see, uh, you know, instances where, for example, a factory collapsed in Bangladesh while, you know, manufacturing these uh, products.
0: The Rana so Plaza are, incident, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. The Rana Plaza incident. It's the 10th so anniversary of Rana Plaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I recently attended a fashion revolution, you know, mm-hmm. uh, event in Gurgaon regarding this. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, fashion revolution's existence is based on that. So we completely understand the people who are involved in this value chain are not paid well, right? And they work in, you know, those small, small factories in a very bad condition. So the social footprint of the value chain is also not good, right? So this is basically a non-sustainable, you know, economic model or non-sustainable business model for this complete value chain. When we talk about sustainable fashion, we talk about making this whole value chain more sustainable, more, you know, environment-friendly, more people-friendly like that. So there are multiple aspects. So for example, we can use sustainable materials while making our products, right? So organic cotton, hemp bamboo, et cetera, et cetera, we can have sustainable processes. For example, you know, natural dyeing instead of synthetic dyeing, And we can have sustainable business practices. So for example, a brand, you know, uh, taking care of wages of the people who are involved in that fair wage, right? Fair trade where where you are trading, where you're giving, you know, good margins to your traders, you're not, uh, you know, using your volume uh, to, you know, to get a deal where they are not getting anything. So there are few business practices which are sustainable. So when you start following these, you know, sustainable business practices, sustainable materials, processes in your businesses, in your value chain, then this value chain becomes sustainable. And we call that, you know, as a sustainable fashion. Uh, But in all these things, uh, one thing is there that these all are linear value chains, right? A linear value chain can be a sustainable value chain also. So in linear value chain, what we do is we extract resources from the planet Earth. We, you know, make something out of them. And then we use them and then we throw them as a waste. Again, you know, dumping them back to the mm. planet. right? Mm. So is. this is basically, a, you know, linear value chain. And when we talk about circular value chain, the basic premise is that we do not want to extract new resources from the planet. And we do not want to dump the waste back into the planet. So what we want to do is whatever resources as humanity we have with us, right? So for example, all the t-shirts all the humans have, right? So these t-shirts should not go into waste and the material... Uh, These T-shirts have, for example, you know, uh, cotton or say even synthetics. These materials should be used to make another materials, another products, you know, those things. So whatever the materials we have as a humanity, we should keep them in loop instead of, you know, uh, having some new material or dumping these materials into waste. So these are the basic principles of, you know, fast fashion uh, sustainable fashion and circular fashion.
0: That was an excellent explanation, Garvit. I hope everyone now has clarity on the difference between these three and we all will be able to make better choices. Uh, So now it's clear that fast fashion, like you said, has a massive carbon footprint, we've all heard of it, we all know it, and we know that it's a significant issue. But could you tell us why this is such an important issue to address? And how does it impact our planet and society? And, you know, what motivated you to get involved in the sustainable fashion movement?
1: So, uh, Ankita, I come from a, you know, textile chemistry, fiber science background. Right? So I have personally studied all these, you know, chemical processing, you know, of the textiles and, you know, all other things. And I've personally seen them in different manufacturing facilities also. So, uh, coming from this whole, you know, textile value chain background, I understand what kind of impact, you know, textile value chain has on the environment. Right? And, uh, like, in 19th century like you know a 1920s 30s 40s like that uh, so in those years the production was not huge Right. So the impact, you know, the total impact of this value chain on the environment was not that significant, right. But as the population grew and, you know, this whole concept of fast fashion grew, so we were producing more number of, you know, uh, fashion products, even on a single customer on planet Earth. Right, So the impact of the value chain in total terms increased a lot. Right. And then you can see the fashion industry, you know, coming in top five polluters across the world. Right. And there is a statistic. Where, you know, people talk that a uh, single truck full, you know, fully loaded with clothes is ending up in landfill every second, right? So while we are talking or, you know, doing this uh, podcast, uh, a lot number of, you know, uh, trucks have ended up in landfill, right? Okay. So this is the scale right now we have reached, right? Right. So this scale has created a lot of problems, right? The, the scale of carbon footprint, the scale of, you know, water consumption, the scale of this waste, which we have, you know, which we are generating uh, through this textile or, you know, fashion manager. So, you know, to address the scale and the problems caused by this, we have to, you know, start looking at innovative solutions and, you know, all those things. So when I was doing my MBA, I went to uh, Auroville for a single day, like before uh, starting my MBA. And there I looked at, you know, the kind of ecosystems they have developed over years and I was quite impressed, uh, you know, uh, by the effort, the people there have done and they are able to, you know, uh, have this on ground, right? While we are talking about these things, they have these systems on ground in Auroville, right? So that whole, uh, you know, existence of Auroville gave me hope that if they can do it in that, you know, small city, we can do it in India and we can do it in world. Right. So after coming back from there, I started studying, you know, more about circular economy and, you know, circular fashion in particular, and later did my research and, you know, started in Finetics.
0: Wow, it really does put things into perspective. I think bringing circularity into fashion is the absolute way to go. Uh, But we often tend to see circular fashion as a very foreign concept, you know. So how can we bridge the gap between our traditional approach to fashion and the relatively new concept of this circular fashion, especially in the Indian context?
1: Uh, Sankita, so Ankita, uh, I think uh, this is a very, uh, you know, foreign thing for many people, like when we hear about the term, you know, circularity, circular economy, or say, in particular, circular fashion, but if we see the, you know, traditional fashion practices in India, they were very near to circularity. Right. So the terms which we are talking about right now, for example, reuse, you know, repair, upcycle, these things were very inherent to our traditional cultural values. Right. So, for example, I'll give you a few things. So, when we talk about traditional Indian fashion, it was completely sustainable. It means that it was consuming only natural materials, right? So, cotton, you know, silk, all those things. And the processes were already, uh, you know around nature. So for example, few plants were used or these these are used to uh, for natural dyes and all. So that was one thing. And uh, like when I was a child, I could see that, you know, I was wearing my elder brother's uh, T-shirt, right? So we had this great culture where we are using our products within, you know, our family or with our cousins and, you know, close relatives, etc. So one single T-shirt or one single product is being worn by, for example, three people or four people until unless that gets, you know, damaged. And in India, you also see a lot of, you know, these repair shops around you, like even nearby to your house or in the market. And, you know, you can go and, you know, easily repair your clothes for, you know, anything. So these kind of cultures are inherent to Indian tradition. right? And even when a, you know, cloth get damaged uh, from somewhere and if it is not wearable, uh, my mother used to create a bag out of that. And we used to use that bag for, you know, carrying, uh, you know, these vegetables and all so all those things, donation culture is very huge, right, in India. So instead of just throwing away uh, any clothes, we prefer to, you know, donate it uh, to an NGO or to, you know, maids uh, in our houses, right, so that they can wear that again uh, till the point it's get damaged. So I think these are the instances which, you know, Indian people or Indian society has been doing like from years now, right. And now these are the things which I think Western world is adopting in different terms right now. Uh, But in India, it's not new. So that is the thing. So we just have to revive this cultural heritage of India. Just need to tell people that, you know, uh, you have been doing this and that was great. So instead of leaving those practices, just keep on doing that. Right. So as a parent, you just imbibe those practices in your children, you know, friends and family and so that and be proud about that. Right.
0: Correct. It's it's funny that how we all had a very circular mindset without even realizing it. What we truly need now is a mindset shift, a perspective shift from viewing clothes as disposable items to valuing them as resources that can be reused and repurposed. Right. And it's become so crucial today to acknowledge that the textile waste problem has gotten particularly severe in India. I mean, people tend to discard clothes way too soon. And the sorting of textile waste is just another significant challenge. Uh, So Garvit, speaking of that, could you shed some light on why the textile industry is so complex when we talk about circularity? And what specific barriers need to be overcome to achieve more circularity in it?
1: uh so you know uh, ankita i often talk to multiple people from you know different industries uh, around circularity right in plastics or in say, paper or you know like that uh but often i realize that you know when you see the textile or say fashion industry uh it is much more diverse as compared to you know uh, the other industries right uh so this i think the diversity thing brings the you know the whole complexity thing so I'll talk about three major points which are bringing, you know, this whole complexity or say diversity. So one is there are a lot of product categories in fashion, right? So there are jackets, there are, you know, top wear, bottom wear. And in all those things, there are N number of categories, right? And more and more categories are being created by, you know, brands and, you know, uh, people right, around functions and other things. And in each subcategory, And in each product, there are multiple, you know, components which are having different materials, right? So, for example, if you talk about uh, very simple, right, uh, jeans, right? So, even jeans has multiple material components. So, for example, base denim fabric, you know, inner lining fabric, uh, the zip, the sewing threads, you know, uh, the label patch which we have on the jeans at the back. So, even a single simple product like jeans has some five or six, you know, components which are having different materials. Right, so there is a diversity in those materials also, and the third major part is uh, fashion is a for human product, right? So which creates a huge amount of diversity in size, you know, taste and affordability, right? So uh, if you want to you know bring circularity uh, in fashion, you have to find a person who has similar size of yours, right? So, so that as a customer, you can give that particular product to that, you know, person. right? Uh, it also depends whether that person will like it or not. So that again depends on their taste, right? And their placement in this hierarchy where they see that, okay, yeah, I will afford it or, you know, it, it's too cheap for me or it's too, you know, costly for me like that. So this affordability sector, you know, has brought a new dimension uh, in the value chain. So for example, if a t-shirt, you know, so a t-shirt can be of 10,000 rupees also and can be of say 200 or 300 rupees also. Right. So there is a huge variation there also in a product, you know, in terms of prices. So I think uh, these are the few dimensions which collectively make the whole fashion value chain a lot complex as compared to other value chains. And, you know, while especially when we talk about circularity, when we talk about, you know, reusing these things or, you know, recycle these things, these, you know, uh, dimensions make it super complex.
0: Wow. And this is the place where I introduce Infinite X to you all, which is Garvit's own venture. Garvit, please tell us how Infinite X is helping address the complex barriers to achieving circularity in the textile industry. And how does it fit into the larger picture of sustainable fashion and the circular economy?
1: Uh, so, Ankita, uh, basically, we started our journey, uh, three, four years back with a research, you know, while we are doing our MBA, me and Siddhant, my co-founder. So we did our research on, you know, implications of circular economy and Indian textile industry. And, uh, we tried to understand different kinds of barriers, different kinds of value chain players are facing. So for example, you know, brands, uh, you know, these recyclers, consumers We interacted with a lot of, you know, stakeholders, and we tried to find out what are the, uh, challenges they are facing. So, uh, what we did was, uh, after doing multiple pilots, you know, on ground and, you know, multiple research projects, we created a closed loop system. And uh, this system is basically based on uh, three pillars. So one is the pillar of technology, another is the pillar of logistics, and another is the pillar of partnerships. Uh, And we found that these three things when brought together can create, you know, efficient and profitable system, uh, you know, for circularity services like donation, recycling, you know, reusing like that so uh what we did was we created this whole ecosystem with these three layers and we offer these as a service to brands right? so we provide these unique tags to brands and retailers which they attach on their products and when they attach these tags to their products they provide us all the information which they have at that time regarding their product right so this information can be around uh, you know, these product details, photographs, et cetera, uh, to also what kind of materials they are using, what kind of dyes they are using, how to recycle their products, you know, et cetera, et cetera, how to upcycle their products, et cetera. So these kind of information we collect from the brands and retailers during the manufacturing stage itself then what we do is like these brands or retailers then are allowed to you know sell these clothes uh, through any of their channels through marketplaces through their you know d2c websites or through any physical store partnerships etc when customer buy these clothes so firsthand they can you know scan or tap these tags and they can you know see the information behind that product you know this whole uh transparency thing that how these products are manufactured, what kind of materials are being used, you know, where are they manufactured and, you know, all those sustainability criteria which brands are, you know, following in the value chain, et cetera, et cetera. But what is the most important part here is that uh, we understood that customers have this whole convenience factor in mind, right? So if we can provide them some doorstep services, they are very, you know, keen to uh, adopt those things. So we provided these donation slash recycling slash, you know, reselling services on their doorstep using those tags. So if if as a customer, you have some T-shirt with a tag and after say, for example, three years of usage, uh, you are bored out of it, right? And you want to resell it. So you can just scan the tag and you can click on the resell button and you get multiple options how to resell it. If you want to donate it, you can go in a similar way and, you know, click on donate button and you will find, uh, you know, nearby NGOs and we can come to your house also to pick that cloth up and route to that NGO, right? So we made it super, super simple for, uh, you know, consumers also. And then we uh, came back to the circularity partners who are, for example, recyclers, NGOs who are into donation, upcycling brands, you know, uh, all those people, resellers, right. And we tried to understand how we can, you know, uh, make their lives easier so that they can increase their volume also, right. And uh, multiply their operations in different cities. So for example, if we talk about recyclers, right? So recyclers need certain kind of information for better processing of their, you know, uh, raw material which they're getting. So if you're able to provide them such kind of information, their recycling process become much more efficient as compared to the, you know, present operations. Same is the case with upcycling brands. So upcycling brands often struggle with the, you know, quality of the material which they get, right? So for example, uh, jeans, right? So if a jeans has elastane with it, like, you know, stretchability, then it becomes very difficult to stitch it again to make bags, etc. So if we can give them hundred percent cotton jeans, then they're very happy, right? So these kind of services we are providing to these, you know, circularity partners, so that their operations become quite easy. And, you know, they can scale their operations up so that as an economy, this whole circular economy concept can be scaled.
0: So this sounds like such a progressive concept, Garvit. It's exciting to see a startup taking such a proactive approach toward creating a sustainable fashion industry. So today, how is Infinite X accelerating progress in a way that's different from other circularity solutions? And can you speak to what sets this closed loop system apart?
1: Yeah. Uh, So, Ankita, when we talk about this whole transformation, right? So, there are multiple options, right? Uh, There are old, uh, you know, change-making techniques also where you, you know, push policy, government, you know, you push businesses to follow and to put in, you know, regulations, etc., etc. But that is a relatively, you know, slow process. So, our basic thesis is that we want to have this, you know, adoption at scale uh, as fast as possible, right? So, for doing this, what we do is we completely understand that this value chain has you know multiple players for example you know multiple manufacturers multiple brands retailers a lot many customers and a lot many recyclers right so for this change to happen all of them has to adopt this new solution right and if as a business or as a customer you are adopting something new it should be I think you know profitable for you right so what we do is uh, we address uh the most you know major pain point of the stakeholders so for example we identified what is the you know major pain point for brands and retailers and we clubbed our solution with that pain point, right and we are we also made our solution individually profitable for these brands so for example even if you are considering it as a you know new project this new project will give you you know extra revenue instead of you know being a cost center for you so i think these two things made it. Lucrative for brands and retailers to adopt it, and this adoption will then, you know, grow faster. And at customer level also, mm-hmm. uh, the same thing is there. So if we are providing convenience to it, a lot of customers will, you know, readily adopt uh, to this solution, and that will actually scale it up. So what we basically did was that uh, we addressed the main pain point of every stakeholder. We created a profitable value proposition for each of them, and we made the implementation part super simple. Right? So there could be, uh, you know, big software, you know, uh, implemented at these brands, retailers, things for this whole data thing and all right. But we made it super simple and we limited it to a tag, simple tag, which needs to be attached to a cloth, right? So we worked, you know, very hard in the direction that, you know, all these stakeholders get a strong value proposition around it, right? So that, you know, they can contribute in this whole transition.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that Garvit. So now, given the potential of circular fashion, which is quite evident now from the conversation we just had, and the role that Infinite X is playing in driving this movement, what opportunities do you see for Indian consumers and businesses in transitioning to a more circular economy?
1: So Ankita, uh, for fashion brands and retailers, there are many unique opportunities. So for example, using this whole concept of circular economy, they can actually, you know, make their businesses more efficient. Plus they can increase their revenue, right? So, uh, you know, using this smart text, for example, they can communicate with their customers more effectively, and and they can you know reduce their customer acquisition cost. They can you know increase the customer lifetime value. So so that is the thing which you know circular economy or circular fashion actually provides them. Right. Right. Uh, and in in terms of say for example customers. Uh, again, it provides huge opportunities to customers. For example, they can resell their clothes now, right? And, you know, can earn revenue from that if they're not using any particular clothes, right? And even if they are donating, you know, uh, their clothes, this is super easy now because, you know, their clothes can be picked up from their houses and, you know, more and more services will come in definitely. And, you know, these NGOs are becoming more efficient now. So these clothes will be better utilized in their influence area instead of, you know, just dumping them here and there. So I think a lot of new opportunities for every stakeholder not just fashion brands or retailers mm. or customers mm. but for but you know for every stakeholder is there
0: so now let's talk about Indian consumers, okay? So as the saying goes, every great journey starts with a single step, and isn't it a beautiful thought to imagine a world where fashion and sustainability coexist in harmony? So, Garvit, for someone who wants to make a change and adopt a more circular and sustainable fashion mindset, uh, but doesn't know where to start, what are some actionable tips you could offer to help them take that first step, which is the gutsiest one, uh, so that they can, you know, transition towards a more ethical wardrobe?
1: Uh, Ankita, steps are uh, very easy for any customer. So uh, if you're going to buy something, you know, some new product, uh, just wait for a while. Do not impulse buy anything. Uh, Buy less. Buy quality product, right? So don't go for cheap products. If a product is a costlier product, it has, you know, uh, some benefits as compared to cheaper products. So you can buy one t-shirt instead of buying three t-shirts, but but buy that one t-shirt, you know, as a good quality product. Wear those products as long as possible. We'll try to restyle them, you know, so that, you know, your urge of looking new every time also gets fulfilled. And whenever you're, you know, bored out of those products, try to find out a proper channel where these clothes can be routed, right? So instead of just, you know, dumping them or, you know, like that. And whenever you are, you know, uh, routing them to a third person, uh clean it properly and, you know, uh, fold it properly so that the person who is getting that cloth often, you know, feels happy about
0: it. Thank you so much for sharing your insights and passion with us, Garvit. It's clear that every single one of us has a role to play in creating a more sustainable and ethical fashion industry. And your work is a shining example of what can be achieved when passion meets purpose. Before I let you go, if anyone has any questions for you or wants to stay connected with your work, please share with them where they can find you online.
1: I am available on LinkedIn at Garvit Sahadev. And uh, you can email me also at garvit.sahedev at And I'll be happy if uh, you have any, you know, uh, business idea in circularity, especially in circular fashion. Or if you're just thinking about doing anything in circular fashion, I'll be happy uh, to be in touch with you and guide you uh, with my experience. till. Now.
0: Awesome. There you go, guys. So remember, it's all about joining the loop for a better future for all of us. Thanks for listening. And remember to tune in next time for another fascinating conversation with a new sustainability innovator. Thanks for listening and remember to tune in next time for another fascinating conversation with a new sustainability innovator. For more updates on a circular revolution, you can follow HD Smartcast and Indian Youth Climate Network on Instagram and LinkedIn. To listen to more such podcasts. Log on to www.htsmartcast.com or Suno Naina Zariese. This was an HT Smartcast original.
1: HD Smartcast.